Welcome to the Smartest Amazon Seller Podcast. It's your host, Scott Needham. I have with me, I have a very juicy episode. Um, for some of you, I think it's may become a very impactful. Some of the things that you'll learn. I've got with me John Holden. Um, he, me and him have uh, chatted for years on uh, Instagram and uh, I, he was probably, you know, uh, a day one subscriber of Smart Scout, and I think he saw the vision very early. So I'll I'll attribute that to his his vast intelligence. John, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. So w- selling on Amazon, um, especially as a reseller, and especially as time goes on, um, Amazon uh, they gate categories, they gate brands, uh, they. Um, you know, they, and sometimes it really, it's its kind of obvious, it makes sense. Products that touch uh, skin or products that like, you know, babies deal with, like uh, there's, there's safety concerns. And then others have had like, you know, uh, so much counterfeit uh, going on. I mean, I think uh, Nike is uh, a well-known one, such a, but there was also, uh, what was that, um, that sandal company? that sued Amazon because of counterfeit. I've actually got their, uh, oh shoot, it'll come to me in just a second. But um, they, they sued Amazon because of how much inauthentic product was uh, coming through their channel and they they uh, couldn't get a hold of it. And Amazon hasn't always had a hold of it. And so they've gated uh, categories. And I think John, um, uh, he uh, has one, just like a perspective that I've never heard anyone say, and because he's he's been through this process so many times. So, John, I've done a, a decent job of explaining the uh, this, uh, the the Amazon side of things, but like tell 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 me a little bit more and, and how you are seeing this. All right. So, uh, short short story is we're we're a wholesaler. We distribute. We sell to businesses. We sell a bit brick and mortars. And obviously we cater to the e-commerce community these days. So when you go and submit our invoice, we're on the back end where Amazon comes to us and verifies that information is correct and that you're buying uh, legitimate products. That's uh, They've told me before, you know, they want to, they want to proof, they want to prove that it's, you know, authentic products. Yeah. Um, so you are, as a wholesaler, you're on the other side of say, um, invoice uh, verification. So if Amazon's doing their due diligence, they're talking to you. <laughs> Invoices and, and their verification actually can mean a, a big deal in certain situations. I mean, even for us, like uh, if we were not submitting invoices that got accepted, we'd get kicked off of products. We'd get, we'd get kicked off of Amazon, uh, especially right. if, if, like they, if we were uh, manipulating these documents. And, um, but uh, so... Like you're not an ungating service, but uh, you know people buying through you as a wholesaler, uh, they get legitimate uh, uh, invoices. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. I mean, we've been distributing for uh, um, a couple of years. COVID and the shutdown really forced it. We've been selling to e-commerce sellers for you know a while now, and just just people started coming to us and saying, "Hey, I need an invoice," and then. Yep. They would give us feedback and say, hey, Amazon didn't accept our invoice. It said it's missing, you know, this information because there's there's a checklist. Yeah. There's a checklist they go through to make sure the invoice has everything. So we just kind of, you know, through feedback, adjusted our invoice. And it's it's pretty slick now. And it goes goes through 
pretty, so tell us, uh, so, yes, yeah, so tell us some categories uh, that uh, Amazon accepts you guys as, as a supplier for, and uh, maybe a, you know just a few brands. Right. So um, groceries a big one, big one, because that's what we are. We're a, we're a dry goods wholesaler. So grocery, and then there's brands inside grocery like McCormick, North, things like that. Um, they they take those no problems. It seems like, and then like you said. Um, before anything that goes in or on the body is what is what I've heard them say. So anything like topicals, baby, baby topicals, and of course toys. And then there's different clothing brands. Um, we've had success. Uh, and the categories categories are easier than than certain brands. I don't know all the criteria for the brands. Obviously, some are, you know, like a, a Matchbox is way easier. Or uh, less scrutinized, maybe is another way to put it. Is less scrutinized than a, a Nike or Adidas or something like that. We, we so like topicals, uh, baby pets, toys, clothing. Um, that's a fair amount of uh, categories. I guess uh, you probably know a, a thing or two about sourcing products out there. Then you know, tell us a little bit more about the receiving end. So, like someone uh, say they they buy through you and. Or or someone like you and Amazon's verifying, you know, these invoices. Like, what happens? So I mean, like like everyone you know has seen, they want to apply for whatever in grocery. They're, so they're you know they want to sell beans in grocery or something. So you go and you check all the boxes. If it's a category, you take pictures. Brands don't require pictures, but you submit that info, and then they they kick it back to us. And there's different there's different templates they use. Uh, I, can't find any consistency with the templates they use or how they copy and paste the information, but it's always going to be, um, it's either a phone call. Uh, the phone calls are pretty cookie cutter. Hey, we're from Amazon. We're recording this phone call. Here's an invoice number. Do you mind verifying this? And, you know, we'll, we'll answer their questions. And, uh, the emails are pretty similar. But, hey, we have this invoice number from you. A third party seller submitted it. Can you verify the details? And then from there, we always, we always verify the billing information we have on hand with them. That's what we provide back to them. So it's kind of like the, the insurance thing everyone just went through where they kept having to um, get all their insurance information straight because they had to match their business information with Amazon. Same mm -hmm. thing on your, your invoice, your billing. Shipping doesn't matter. But billing has to match your business info on Amazon. Ah. You know, and some, some misconceptions would be people uh, will come back and ask us to put their Amazon store name on the invoice. Uh, Amazon doesn't care unless it's an LLC and that's what's on your business information. I can also, you know, tell you Amazon looks at the description. If you've looked, if you looked at a lot of invoices, you realize invoices don't have UPCs. A lot of them don't. A lot of the ones I get don't have UPCs. Um, people will ask for UPCs on the invoice. And we're like, yeah, you don't really need it. That's that's the big thing. Though, is the billing information. And this is this is usually done by you know. Amazon seller support teams, uh, you know, say a lot from overseas. And um, what are some reasons why people might get rejected? Uh, like I said, the billing information is is by far the the top reason, just based on feedback. I mean, they don't Amazon doesn't tell me anything, yeah, because because of my Instagram and people come back I was just I basically I've just accumulated a lot of feedback over the last yeah. year and a half. Um I I'm actually pretty fascinated by that. Uh so, you know, uh, some people for to hide themselves, you know, they're using a PO box or maybe a UP UPS store for like their address as their their business address. 
But then maybe when they're doing dealing with suppliers, they're not using that address. And so right then, like you're, that would create a difference, right? Yeah. Yeah. And we, we do see people use PO boxes for their billing address. So no problems. Yeah. As long as they're just consistent, like that is where right. their, their entity and their shipping. Um, okay. But uh, some other issues would be uh, existing account issues. We used to, we used to be more involved in the process with people. Like we would, cause we, we've done prep for people in the past, you know, like we would get access to their account through the invite and, and do it for them. But it got, there's, we would get in there and then realize that they had existing account issues and, you know, it's kind of like, sorry, I can't help you. Yep. Uh, you know, we send out hard copies. So, you know, the, a common one, they, they send us, they tell us is just that they're not legible. And I think that's because they're probably using, you know, tiny monitors. <laughs> right. Um, they're not using 26 inch flat screens. So, um, and then like, yeah, so it has to be clear. I do you recommend like sometimes I've heard recommended, I believe that like, you know, just highlight if you have a big invoice and they're just trying to verify one thing, like make sure what they're looking for is clear. So I've, I've done it where I'll submit the, I used to do the unedited and then I would submit a edited or a, a like you said, the information highlighted on it. And that seemed to cause confusion. So actually these days, it looks like my, it looks like my eight-year-old drew, drew on the invoice sometimes because I'll, like you said, you know, circle and highlight what I want. And I have, sometimes you have to point out that the items are paid for. Uh, if you've bought one case, sometimes you may need to um, point out that it's one case of 24 units. Yeah. I actually did that with uh, Pro Tip because I did that with the, uh, the Pokemon booster boxes. I bought one booster box, but then I pointed out to them that it was 36 units in the booster box. And that's what, uh, that's how we got engaged. Um, speaking of uh, Pokemon, you said that like this one is just like almost uh, impossible to get approved right now. If you can find a supplier, the problem is finding a supplier that A, will accept you and B, will um, sell to you in a, in a quantity you need. Uh-huh. We, uh-huh. I mean, we got we got in early with uh, some of the distributors that are listed on the Pokemon site. Um, but uh, they're, they're, I've tried to get some new ones and they're tough. They wanted to see pictures of your store and the, the glass cases sh- showcasing the, the cards and all that, which obviously we don't have. I, this was a, an unfair advantage that Buyboxer had all around is like we did have a storefront. That's where we started out of. And so anytime like we get stuff like that, like, you know, we can we, we actually do have games. We could show off a ton of board games and then maybe create a Pokemon section. <laughs> Uh, uh, that would be, um, that's just a a side note. So then, uh, there's probably some other loopholes that, you know, invoices get rejected. Uh, if the date is too old, like, isn't it like, has to be like less than six months. Um, is it six months or 180 days? I thought it was 180 days. I could be wrong. No, no, 180 days. I just, that's to me, that's, but, um, you, you will see, you will see, see them reject it and give you the, you know, the boilerplate, your, your invoice is too old and you're looking at the date and you're like, it's seven days old, but you have to remember the rest of the world goes day, day, month, month, year, whereas we do month, day, year. So they just don't understand it. So uh-huh. you just circle it, say this is March 8th, you know, and interesting. Uh, send it back in. Yeah. Um, and then um, like what happens if like, you know, you, 
you keep submitting for the same product, like, uh, would they just like, you know, reject you forever and say like, Hey, we're not accepting any new invoices or. So sometimes again, a lot of this is based off of feedback, but it seems like a lot of times they will come back and ask for extra information. And what we've, what I've seen people do is just cancel, cancel their ticket and open a new one. So Amazon went through a phase a few months ago and we don't know the rhyme or reason, you know, they obviously don't tell us anything. Um, but all of a sudden they started asking our customers for our supplier information and we're not, we're not going to give that out because those are our suppliers. Um, but those people came to us and they said, Hey, can you, some, some people we did, we, we submitted on their behalf and I think that went through, I never heard back from them. So I assume it did. But uh, some people uh, would just cancel their ticket and reopen it. um, And they did that so many times in a row that uh, Amazon has a boilerplate go away email. Don't submit this again. So I think that was kind of um, just proof that you can't force Amazon to do anything. Yeah. Um, You know, that that invoice is good for 180 days. Okay, you got a, a bad sales rep that day. Obviously, one of the things they do when they look at your ticket is they look at your previous tickets. Right. So, um, you know, there's probably in the space, you know, people, Facebook groups or whatever, they get stuck with some ideas like, oh, it has to have a UPC or it has to have your Amazon storefront or that like it requires 10 of the same unit. Um, Like, uh, are are these true? Are they helpful? Or um, so, yeah. So, the UPC and the Amazon store name, you know, we hit on that a minute ago. Your invoice does not have to have it. They just have to be able to match up the title with uh, the product you're submitting on. So if you're selling a Suave 3.2 ounce bottle of conditioner, you know, they want to see on the invoice Suave 3.2 ounce, whatever. If it just says Suave conditioner, they might balk at that. Um, but I've also seen people, you know, take their invoices and submit them on completely unrelated things, but it had the right words and they, they got it to go through. But um, the big urban myth is that it has to be 10 units of the same item, um, which makes sense to you. If you're, you know, you're selling dry goods. Okay. Like a bag of beans is a buck and conditioner is a buck, but you know, you get into the uh, higher end items, like $700,000 items. Amazon's not going to expect you to go drop 10 grand on something to get into that category. So what we've seen Amazon verify, so I can I can verify this is a, ver- a verifiable event, is um, they will, I've seen people submit invoices with like Nike, for instance, that have like two pairs of Nike socks, three headbands and, you know, six of something else or whatever. And they will list all that out and verify it with us and say, can you verify that they bought these three items in these quantities? Because um, that's, that's a problem when you're dealing with some wholesalers is, you know, they may not have a big inventory. It's like, oh, gee, you know, I wish you had 10 of that and 10 of that. But you can kind of clean them out. And the people that know, we see them, they'll, they'll come along and they'll clean our store out of the, like the odds and ends to make a 10-unit invoice sometimes. And then what we saw recently was um, Amazon invoicing multiple invoices at once. So someone had bought five units, five grocery units, and then they bought five grocery units on another purchase. And they submitted both of those together for a total of 10 and Amazon sent both invoice numbers to us said, Hey, can you verify these? And we've seen it more than once now. So that, that is a thing. 
Okay, so you're saying that like you just need 10 units, not it doesn't have to be like the same unit. Right. Yeah, you you did already talk about the case issue, but like how do you highlight uh like when Amazon can't understand an invoice? Right, you got to you got to you know imagine that they see so many different kinds of invoices. So it's kind of like explain it to me like I'm 5. So you circle, you know, circle your invoices and write the ASIN. You know, go down to the blank blank space and write the ASIN and then point to the unit, then say quantity and point to the unit and then paid and point to paid because not every invoice shows a zero balance on it. Just the last number will be what you paid. So you need them to understand that that's the paid amount. So, you know, basically look at if you have that information and they kick it back and say, I need, I need, you know, I need the quantity. You just make a copy of it, write on the copy, you know, don't write on your original, obviously, and say, here's the quantity. Yeah. Just and, t- and for those that like are like uh say new and they've never like gone through this process, like um there's one reason like that we're going through this like painstaking detail, like because it matters, like you know, seller accounts like sometimes around the line and jumping through hoops and getting approval. Uh means that that there's dozens of others that didn't do that and so you should smell that as like an opportunity um and yeah so um now you know i know like what temptation this could kind of bring out in some people is like they're like well i'm just going on this invoice and change the quantities um explain to us why that's like not a good idea you know, I kind of have mixed feelings on this because people do it to us. And um, on first, you know, first it really made me mad. I'm like, you're jerks. I'm going to burn you to the ground. But then I, you know, step back. I'm like, well, you're still a paying customer. I'm selling you the products. Do what you want with it. But um, I mean, people get banned for that. We don't, we've never thrown anyone under the bus. There was one time we said something to Amazon because a group got a hold of our PDF template and it was just like putting all sorts of random things on our template. <laughs> Amazon was trying to verify like automotive parts and I can't even remember what all it was like a bunch of different clothing brands and um, high end makeup. We're just like, look, Amazon, we don't sell this. Quit, quit sending us this, this guy's invoices. It's the only time we've done that. Yeah. But, but no, I wouldn't do that. I mean, you've, if you're in any of these groups or Facebook groups long enough, you'll, you'll see someone kind of, okay, I've, I've sinned. I've modified invoice and got busted. So I don't know what I don't know what criteria Amazon uses to you know officially bust somebody and. and um, so mention like I mean you don't have to tell us like specific groups but like what are these groups that like accomplish like are they just gathering together to talk about like how they get category and uh, you know gating approval. Yeah, I mean it's. I'm I'm not an expert on them, but. Um, yeah, you know, it's just it's there's different channels and people talk about whatever topic is broken in the topics. So any any Discord group I've ever joined, there's always been a Amazon ungating channel. So, you know, they can go in and say, Hey, well, how do I get Lego? You know, and then there, ten people chop in. There's only one Discord group that I know of, and that's like the um the the one that's based off of uh Reddit. Um what other like Discord channel, like how how do you find them? Um actually I because I got interested in in them uh, probably a year ago, I put on this. I put on my Instagram. Hey, what are some cool Discord groups? 
and I just got a ton of them back. So I just kind of went through and checked a few out, joined a few. There's some there. I don't have, uh, you know, their pay groups, a lot of them. Um, and there wasn't really anything wrong with any of them. I just didn't have the time to sit there and monitor them. You say you have to, you have to pay to be on them. Yeah. Yeah. That's why a lot of that information is kind of guarded or secret or, you know, uh-huh. you'll, you'll get a bad name in the community if you take some information off of one Discord group and take it to another. Of course. So. Um, if there's paid Discord groups, I am, uh, there's a whole area that I'm not aware of. I've never heard of that. And like, I certainly it's valuable. If someone's uh, creating created a valuable enough community that people want to pay to be in, um, I mean, there's, there's some really cool ones out there because um, they have a lot of automated channels and uh, scrapers that scrape websites and, and throw out flags. Like, like you'll hear about like a you know shortage of products. Like during the summer, it was pool chlorine. And every time Walmart would restock, their, their bots would spam to the channels, hey, Walmart restocked on chlorine. And then these guys go and buy them out. So it's, it, it was cool. There's some, there's, there's a couple that are kind of carbon copy, but there's a couple out there that are pretty slick. Okay. I'm going to check them out. We started just talking about just today and I'll pick your brain for a second. of like, you know, um, I've dabbled with like a little bit of Facebook groups and I mean, I've obviously got a, a service smart scout, but I'm like, there is like a community like angle that could be like, obviously really interesting. And, and we're, we're, we're totally, um, like it would certainly benefit us, but then again, you know, um, not everyone has to be like, you know, uh, a paying user, but like, just like someone about like community, like what, um, put yourself in our shoes for a second. Like what would a, a, a good community for Amazon sellers, would this exist on Facebook, like, uh, discord, uh, Slack, what's like the ideal. Oh, if you want to do that discord by far. The problem with Facebook is number one, it's old. So there's people my age are on there. And, you know, <laughs> and number two, um, Discord is really cool in that you can uh, break it down by categories. So you can really s- segment the conversations. Yeah. Facebook is always just a bet, you know, of, of people asking whatever. But uh, yeah, I mean, I can send you some stuff when yeah. we're done with this. I oh, know, no, for sure. Yeah, I'd love to see it. Um, and, um, and one advantage of discord, I think, you know, it's got like video chat. You can just like pop on and, and do like, you know, the normal, uh, like zoom, like chats going on. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It used to just be kind of a, a gamer voice yeah. chat and it's come a long way. Oh, uh, they're, they're taking over the world. Uh, they got like an insane amount of users and growth. Um, uh, what a, what a, what a, what a random crazy space that, you know, who, who knew we'd be here two year, uh, almost two years in the pandemic that like these, these companies are like, just like super hot, you know? Um, all right. Well, um, shoot. I, um, I, I think I've got a big picture of this. I, I know that you've been in the trenches for a long time and, you know, seen like different brands or whatever. Um, is there anything that we didn't cover that you, you want to make sure that we hit or um, are there, do you have any questions for me? <laughs> so yes. And yes. All so right. Two things we didn't hit real quick. That might, might be interesting is um, we were talking about the fashion brands a minute ago and, you know, 
part of the whole deal with Amazon going after counterfeits was the Adidas and the Nike and things like that. Uh, what we did observe this year was Nike is way easier to ungate than Adidas, Skechers, brands like that. And the only thing I can figure out is Nike and Amazon broke up earlier this year. I think it was earlier this year they broke up. I think it might have been last year. Was it? Yeah. So, so Amazon does not sell Nike. So you're not a competitor to them. Whereas if you go sell Adidas oh, and the other goodness. brands, you are a competitor to them. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe like the uh, the frenzy that that would have created for some people. I mean, still but, uh, ongoing. I it's probably a good time to be a Nike. Yeah, we we um, we get requests to carry those the other brands, but we just kind of we'll we'll keep Nike stocked because it's it's less hassle. It's, it's kind of cut and dry. It seems to get the same kind of scrutiny as like a, a Funko or Nerf for some of the toy brands we carry. But um, yeah, I thought, I just thought that was interesting because all, when, you know, we talked a while back about Amazon was asking for supplier information and it was always about Adidas, Skechers, things like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the, the other um, interesting thing that we've noticed with um, when Amazon verifies invoices is um, earlier this year, we saw a lot of emails from uh, Seattle. So you you would see, you used to see names at the bottoms of the emails. They would they'd be what I perceive as US names, you know, Dave, Doug, stuff like that. Um, names have gone away from the emails, but you can tell um, from the phone calls that their, their India center is doing most of the verification. But about three months ago, we started seeing um, the Philippines I guess they have a center in the Philippines and they've started uh, verifying and uh, you'll see their, their supervisors every now and then you'll get an email from someone with an actual name, named yeah. account. So because I, I go and I stalk them on LinkedIn and try to make friends with them. Oh, that's funny. But, um, uh, yeah, no, I've totally seen that. The account health team I've in the last month, I've gotten maybe about four calls from Amazon more than usual. It's usually like every other month and they've all been overseas and I'm going to be honest, I'm not a fan. Uh, it's harder to communicate. I don't get to the end result as fast. They, uh, they don't uh, communicate and understand like the nuance. Like, I don't know, like it's harder to like explain your business case um, to someone that just, yeah, that you don't understand yeah. as well. Well, they so. used to, um, Canada's Canadian sellers, they used to have their own verification team and they've rolled that into the same team right. that uh u.s sellers use okay um because it used to be when someone from canada submitted one of our invoices we would get a very long phone call with them and they would ask a lot of details and now it's just all cookie cutter so there you go that's that's that um all right well questions for me um so when you go launch a discord server shoot um well uh after this conversation, I'll, I'm very interested. I have not considered it. I'm not, maybe, maybe I'm one of those old guys and like thought Facebook groups were, were the, were the cats me out, but like, I'm leaning away from that. Um, so, so anyone, anyone yeah. listening to this, go find Scott <laughs> on Instagram, <and laughs> tell him what kind of discord server he needs to make. Yeah, no, I think it'd be awesome. I think um, I've never completely leaned into community. Um, the podcast, I've like always loved it because I learned so much. Um, for example, you know, there's some people out there that have done like weekly calls, you know, or like 
uh, monthly calls, uh, something where they've like, you know, been very consistent. And I've just had a hard time with that. I don't know. Don't want to uh, interact with my life, interrupt my life too much, but I would love to, uh, I think this is an awesome idea. So um, I would love to get like the right you know, community where like I'm interested in it. You know what I mean? Like there's other things I'm like, it's just not for me. For example, I get most of my news on uh, the subreddit for filming my Amazon. That's just what I like. Um, and then there's plenty of other channels, but um, you know, one of the, I know if I like it, I'll be consistent. So there, there, there's, there's that. Um, well, uh, uh, John, thank you so much for your time and like uh, your insight. You know, we, we've been chatting for a long time now and it was only just a, a kind of a random conversation that I decided like, oh, I got to get this on the podcast because this is totally different. There's going to be some people here. This might be the most important podcast they hear all year long. So um, hopefully, you know, we help people, you know, grow, ungate themselves, stay, stay above board uh, with things. So if, you know, if someone wants to, uh, you know, uh, check you out as a wholesaler uh, and, 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 you know, maybe go through this process of finding out how to ungate, like what's the best way to get a hold of you um, and learn more. So I post on my Instagram at Holden Hustles. Um, when I, when I see something of interest, I'll post that to us, to it. And then, you know, if, if someone actually wants to come, you know, do business with us, just katytxwholesale.com. K, let's say, what's that? K-E. Oh, sorry. K-A-T-Y. K-A-T-Y. That's where we're we're located. Katy, Texas. Did I, did I tell you that I lived in Sugar House for a year? Uh, Sugar Land? Yeah. I think Sugar Land. Yeah. Oh, this is funny because I actually live in Sugar House now. Sugar House is a neighborhood in Salt Lake. I'm at Sugar Land, Texas. Yeah, I lived in that. That was actually 15 years ago, so I was I was young. Yeah, it's probably uh, grown a little. Yeah. Oh, I won't imagine, but you know, um, Houston's kind of a crazy place of its own. Um, probably a great time to be in the shoulder season where it's you know it's starting to get cold on us already. Uh, but you guys are going to have a few more months of decent weather. Um, well, John, thank you so much uh, for participating in the podcast and actually just, you know, always, uh, you know, giving me a heads up on certain things, you know, whether it's smart scout or, you know, Instagram, like I know you shouted me out, I've shouted you out, like it's been great. So, um, look forward to that. And, you know, uh, some, uh, really interesting information here. And, uh, I can't wait to, to share with those. Like, I just like having answers for people. And I think for a lot of people, this is like kind of an answer. So um, I'll be able to, to plug this. Great. All right. Well, that makes it this episode. And everyone listen, make sure I, I probably rec- ask this like twice a year, you know, uh, uh, rate and review the podcast if you want. Um, and uh, that's that. Stay tuned for next week. And thank you so much for listening. One, two, three. Yeah.